going on, everyone? This is Behind the Scene Podcast, your post-briefing in all things comics, movies, entertainment, all that jazz. My name is Dion Donovan. I'm the writer and creator of Tales of Florida, featuring the infamous Florida man. All right. This is Colby Jackson at UncleJack328 on Twitter. Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Cannot say it enough. Keep getting this content. Let's get it. Jeff John's Three Jokers story arc finally finished and came out and had some, uh, we'll just say it had mixed reviews for this Mm -hmm. issue number three. On one hand, you have, on one hand, you have certain demographic of people who were disappointed by the ending. And then the other half, you liked someone who were uh, pleasantly surprised and thought the ending was good and thought that it was a well-rounded story. And the thing was, we kind of came into this a little late. There is a little bit of a backstory to this Three Jokers story arc and that it was teased about four or five years ago. It was teased five years ago during some storyline where Batman gets basically Darkseid's Omega powers and straight for shit like that. He sits on the Morbius chair, like Darkseid's, holy grail chair or whatever and asked who who was the joker who's the identity and then it answers back stating that there are three jokers and it ended with that and it took took till now for them to basically acknowledge that teaser and jeff johns to put the story together and put the issues together so we're kind of late on the train so we didn't have five years of anticipation going in going into the storyline he just came out we got into it, and we had our first impressions of it in the previous videos. And with us concluding it with the third issue, what, 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 how would you round out the whole trilogy, and how would you round out your impressions from issue three, man? So, I enjoyed it, man. I mean, first and foremost, like, as far as, like, books in a series of comic books go, I'm glad that they mm-hmm. kept it at three to kind of build up that anticipation but it fits into that three-act structure beginning middle and end it's always better to know and initially i didn't even know that three jokers was only going to be three issues but i'm glad that we kind of knew beginning middle and end um overall i think it was a fresh take it was a fresh take on something familiar um Mm. and one of the other videos that we did, we kind of talked about how the best stories with Batman kind of revolve around his best villain. And right. when you touch on the history that he's had with the Joker, but also acknowledge that there are different versions of this character, but there's still only one Batman. So his reaction to dealing with three versions of the same character even though his experiences have been the same he just might not have always been aware that it was a different person he was dealing with Mm. um overall i liked it it felt it felt fresh it felt original um i can kind of understand why it took as long as it did to get to this point with rebirth and Doomsday Clock. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even with the the dark metal kind of 
series taking precedence and getting popular the way it did. But right, and then the Catwoman marriage too. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, we won't go into that. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll just leave it yeah. at that. <laughs> oh, but, but even with some of that, like it's it's nice that you kind of have a story that's a little bit more streamlined, a little bit more focused. It doesn't even the callbacks to other things that happened weren't too much to the point where you'd have to stop what you're doing in the middle of reading to go back and look up what it is that they're referring to just to be in the loop. Um, at this point, the things within Batman lore that are important are either known or informally known to where what it was they were doing with this particular series it was all streamlined for the most part. I mean, how you feel about that? Yeah, I, I completely agree with you, man, on uh, all your sentiments. With issue number three, I thought that they, like you said, we got a beginning, middle, and end. And I'm pleasantly surprised that it was only three issues and not the typical four or five, six months of, you know, all that drama coming towards one final arc, one final issue with number six. I'm glad it was three issues. I'm glad it was short and sweet. I'm glad yep. that it wasn't drawn out, that they weren't trying to just, you know, stretch a couple dollars and get people to stretch it, you know, pace was $7.99, $8.99 for another book. And uh, with number three, I liked how it went back to the origins of Batman. It went to the theater. It went to, you know, the alleyway where his parents were killed. I liked that it, it was almost full circle to the to the character of batman and I, the art was phenomenal seeing uh the flames in the theater and the joker fighting everyone and the art that was that's probably going to be the best artwork in a comic book nice. i don't know what yeah i don't think i don't know when that'll be top dude i i really don't know that artist is going to get tons of awards and accolades for that shit that's that's one of those books where you're like what's so special about a comic book Art, comic book art's not real art, and it's, like, come on now. You show something like this and, like, get the fuck out of here with that. And uh, <laughs> and issue number three, I think, concluded everything very nicely and very tightly. And, um, you know, I one of the things I like about number three, and this is this is going to be spoilers, folks. Like, I'm not, this is not spoiler free. Mm -hmm. Like, there's going to be spoilers in this shit, so stop. Read the book, come back, and hit the play button. So, with number three, with him actually knowing the Joker's identity, that's yes. one of the strengths for me. I like that. I like mm -hmm. that he knew, and I also like that they didn't really tell us that, who he was, right. per se. I like that they kept it that way, because, in my opinion, uh, I think w about the Joker, there is an alert to the Joker because he has such a mysterious background. There is a creepy and scary aspect to the character because he is just plain evil and chaotic for no good reason. You know what I'm saying? Right. A little bit of that aspect. Alan almost Moore... Like, oh, go ahead, man. Almost like supernatural. Right, right. Almost supernatural. Very... Just eerie. It's a very... That's the word. Very eerie, supernatural feeling of how could a person just snap, just, just do these kind of things for no reason, you know? And I think that was a little bit explored in the dark. <laughs> Got to mention the Dark Knight uh, with Heath Ledger. Um, right. But yeah, and I mean, Alan Moore gave us as much as an origin for him as possible in, in the Killing Joke. You know what I mean? 
Todd mm-hmm. Phillips delivered the movie with Joaquin Phoenix, you know? So how much really more in depth do you want to go to an origin? Do you know where, what city was he born? Who was his mom? Who was his dad? Uh, you know what I'm saying? All this was his brother, sister. What was his childhood like? Do we really need right. to go all into that and kind of ruin the allure of the character? You know what I nope. mean? So, nope. Yeah, I don't. I I think that would have been overplayed and overdone. Uh, so definitely, that was one of my strings pros for the comic. Okay. So to get back to your question about issue number three, because I didn't answer it before. Uh-huh. Um, I like that issue number three kind of dove into the fact that especially with the ending the ending the ending panels with conversation between batman and the joker in the back of the paddy wagon mm-hmm. it kind of okay the end of the killing joke was kind of similar in that it ended with the two of them laughing right right in this instance there was nothing for them to laugh about there was nothing there to to joke about i mean he he basically told batman you know this whole time we thought somebody else had an issue but you really have the issue and i figured out what it was that was driving you and i made you face it but i didn't do it to help you out i didn't make you face the man that killed your parents as a way for you to get over it i did it so that you could have more time for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good, and, good heel moment right there. <laughs> absolutely. And I mean, it, like, I like that it touches on the fact that the Joker needs Batman to care. The Joker needs Batman to want to take his time to stop him or to take his time out to provide balance. Right. The relationship between Batman and Joker at this point is iconic, but as far as on page, in comparison to the Killing Joke, which you know a lot of people hold in high regard, I like that this is something that was expressed verbally. Sometimes you don't always need the characters to say what it is that they feel, but I like that in this instance, the two of them are face-to-face, and the Joker is actually telling him this, because... It's important to know what the motivations of these characters are. And in modern in modern DC comics, with as popular as that character has become, I think it's important for us to know why he's doing what he's doing. And clearly, going forward, now that we've read this comic book, we know that the Joker wants Batman's attention. He is narcissistic to the point where he can't understand why batman would want to be engaged with anybody else but him even considering even all the way down to him telling batman that i know you're bruce wayne but i'm not going to tell anybody (laughs) yeah that was cold move (laughs) (laughs) that was cold bro like issue number three did a lot of things right yeah and and he was gleeful about it too and make no mistake even though he was captured uh he didn't really take the l on this one because essentially he got what he wanted. He he healed his Bruce Wayne's biggest wounds so that he can make fresh new ones. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that was a nice, cool, sadistic moment. And I know some people are like, oh woohoo, the Joker is, you know, love love drunk, you know, with with Batman and this is nothing new. But to a certain degree, 
the way that it was expressed was new. You know what I'm saying? I think that was fresh. I think that was, I think that was a good way to tell the audience, to tell the reader about his clear motivations and everything that he's done to this point and what he's willing to do further on to haunt mm-hmm. and sabotage and to really get at Batman's skin. I think that's 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 exciting. That's exciting to itself. It's a it's a cool contrast between that and what happened with the Joker war where the Joker bankrupt Bruce Wayne's money and he took his tech and he had his own Batman suit and he put the city <laughs> under arrest. And you know what I'm saying? And now Bruce Wayne's broke. He's like Daredevil now. He's got no fucking Wayne money and now he has to rely on his his strength and intelligence to to get mm-hmm. around and shit. And all that shit, it's like, I, I prefer this. <laughs> I, I agree with you. you I know? agree. Like, the, yeah, man. Because even, even, like, even touching on that, this was more of a detective story than anything else that just yes. had personal elements to it that kind of relied on the lore of things that happened before. It, there weren't a lot of bells and whistles in relation to things that don't seem like they would actually happen. Obviously, you suspend disbelief when you read a comic book or whatever, but even in terms of comic book sense, none of what happened in that Joker War storyline, aside from entertainment and shock value, made a whole lot of sense. A lot of what it was that happened through the course of these three issues with the characters, the settings, what some of the characters were looking to accomplish, it made sense within that context. And I think over time, as far as modern kind of Batman comic book stories go, this might be one that holds up a little bit more. Like, sidebar, as much as we love the button and that, you know, kind of team up one shot, we knew that that was there to set up the uh, Doomsday Clock. Yeah, for sure. This this three set series of comic books is just there to tell a damn good story, and I yes. think that's what and 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 I like that. I like that the intention is just to be able to tell a good story instead of read this story so that a year from now this will play into another story, but it really won't. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> talk that talk. You know what I mean? I mean, in, in this age of hype and comic book marketing, we have earth-shattering consequences and nothing will ever be the same again. We promise you, you gotta read it. Shit's gonna get real. I mm-hmm. like that it didn't try to reinvent the Joker or provide an ending for shock value or something larger than life. I appreciate right. the subtlety and how grounded the ending was. I appreciate how self-contained this shit is that there was no there 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 was little little opening but there was nothing no there was no grand opening for further storylines or plotting threats seeding plots for the next big arc i love that this was self-contained three issues told the story told it how it was and and there it is and i know some people are like is it canon is it canning Fuck this canon talk, man. I don't understand because they retcon shit so many times. Anyway, what the fuck's the big deal? You know what I mean? Yeah, DC Rebirth. And then in another five years, they'll do another fucking retcon and everything changes. So who the fuck? What what does it matter that it's canon or not? (laughs) I don't understand it. 
it's just a good story. And they had to say it is canon just to get you guys to fucking buy the book. Because they know they said it wasn't canon. Or, oh, this, this doesn't even matter. It's not even canon. Like, <laughs> I don't understand that, but to each its own. I, I won't go down there. But um, okay. <laughs> so, so I do have a question for you, though, right? Uh-huh. Um, we already kind of talked about Red Hood, so I don't want to. I don't want to get back into that. Yeah, we don't. We don't want to drag him through the mud like we did. No, 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 we're, we're, we're not going to do that again. But um, uh, Barbara Gordon, what uh, are your thoughts? How do you feel about her role? Kind of being, I'm not going to say like the second uh, driving force, but she did have an important part to play in this story. Like, how do you feel about what she brought to the table for these three issues? I feel like Barbara represented perseverance. I think out of all three of these characters, this 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 story was almost about, was pre- basically trauma. How do you deal uh-huh. with the trauma that the Joker instills on in you or just the trauma or just trauma in general and she was the one that honestly out of all three of them kind of handled it not kind of she did handle it the best to be shot paralyzed abused seeing your father you know get beat to death almost you know what i'm saying and putting that kind of a compromising situation to then battle your way and get out the wheelchair and get back in the suit and to not go down a path you know what i'm saying or not to get too jaded or not to get too cynical and to just keep that same light that you had when you first started out, why you even got in the suit in the first place. Uh, even Batman said when he talked, I was hoping he turned out like he didn't. You know what I'm saying? So I think Barbara's story was like was represent a lot of strength and how she was how she portrayed herself and the role that she played. She 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 was like uh, firmly grounded. You know what I'm saying? She was like right. firmly grounded and, and a little bit of like, why won't you talk to her? And a little bit of a sense of like, she's telling us, she's telling Bruce what, how we would feel too. Like, why won't you talk to Jason? Why don't you address Jason? You know what I'm saying? Like she's, she's kind of telling it how it is in a sense. And uh, I really, I really like Barbara in this storyline, man. And even though she, you know what I'm saying? There was a little bit of emotions with Jason and Jason showed some vulnerability she kept her, you know what I'm saying? She kept it cool. She she was too smart to, <laughs> to she was too mm-hmm. smart to fall for a broken man who pretty much yeah, depended exactly. his whole life and happiness onto her. She was too smart for that right. shit. I love that. I love that about her with that. I, I, I agree. And even going so far as like, like in issue number one, showing the scars from her when she was shot. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that was like that, showing the scars, showing the books that she was reading, the uh, wheelchair that was in her closet at her apartment or whatever. Yeah. Like, these are visual cues that let you know what it was that happened, but it doesn't get into it too heavily. It right. Doesn't, it doesn't commit an entire issue, you know, showing her going through physical therapy or, mm-hmm. you know, showing how the relationship with her and Batman might have been affected or showing how the relationship with her and her dad might have been affected. Unless you mm-hmm. know something happened, she went through it, she might not have gotten over it, but she's here to be able to be stronger from it. She did get stronger from it, even if it traumatized her. And right. I, 
<laughs> and, and, and okay, and I know we were said we wasn't gonna talk about Red Hood, but we're not gonna go too in depth. But yeah, right. I would have liked to have seen or felt the same thing towards that character, but you know, for other reasons, you know, for financial reasons, I don't think they could do that. You know, it's, it, it goes without saying that a standalone Batgirl comic book series, while it sounds appealing or sounds like something that they could do, is not going to move more units than the edgy anti-hero Red Hood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. You, me and Lion there. Well, I'm going to we'll get into Red Hood a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Not yeah. too hardcore, but you know, I liked um, I liked how she was basically willing to say, "If you somewhere, I'm I'm willing to unmask, I'm willing to go to court." And you know what I'm saying? Like she was willing to basically hold that moral compass to this whole thing and have it, you know, pointed north. You know what I'm saying? Like I like that she was willing to go that extra mile to, you know, to go forth with this sense of truth and justice that she really holds dearly to her heart and her whole ideal. You know what I'm saying? I like that her dad fucking knew she was that that girl. I mean that that was like yes. Like he he would know. He wouldn't know that this daughter. I'm not sure if it's been uh confirmed in other comics. I'm pretty sure it has been, but I like that he just threw it out there like, yeah, I know that's my daughter. Like I'm not stupid. I'm a freaking commissioner. You know, I've been a right. detective for XYZ amount of years. How how the fuck do I not know that's my daughter in a freaking in a, in a skin tight suit, you know what I'm saying, with the same hair and shit. And I, yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like he dressed that. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so yeah, this is this is kind of okay. This did stick out to me a little bit, and I'm hoping to get a little clarification on this. So, okay. oh, man, and one thing that I do, one thing that I wish like comic books would do, but I understand that they don't. And hopefully, we can get into this like real quick here. But so this comic book is obviously set in 2020. For, for mm-hmm. all intents and purposes, we'll say that, right? So it was established throughout the history of the Bat family that Jason Todd came along as Robin kind of after Dick Grayson became Nightwing and after Barbara Gordon became Batgirl, right? Right, right. So the only thing that confuses me slightly is the killing joke and death in the family are meant to be within the same timeline or within the same canon. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it confu- the thing that confuses me a little bit is like how would Jason Todd and Barbara Gordon be close to the same age unless getting dipped into the Lazarus pit somehow you know I don't I don't want to get into the deep you know what I mean I don't want to get right, too far right. into the weeds but uh-huh. like clearly Barbara Gordon is anywhere between three to five years older than Jason Todd if I had to guess right right he died young so Barbara would be older yeah <laughs> again sidebar but like just in all honesty let's just try to let's just try to work this out between between behind the scene here 
All if right. you had to put an age, if you had to put an age on the characters within this comic book, like, like what what age would you put on Bruce Wayne? If if we're being fair and honest with this veteran version of Bruce Wayne, is he under forty? No, over forty. Over forty, man. This man's 42, 44. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't under 30. Under 40. Hell no, man. This this no. And you, you know why? Um, because hmm. I think he showed maturity in facing Joe Chill in that alleyway where his parents died. I think a uh-huh. younger Bruce Wayne might have broke, you know, might have broken his arm. You know what I mean? He wouldn't or, say you're welcome after he thanked him. Huh? Like, um, in issue number three, Joe Chill says, thank you, and Batman tells him, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have did that. No, no, younger Bruce wouldn't have done that. Hell, if you would have got Ben Affleck in that motherfucker, yeah, Joe Chill's dead. <laughs> so, so we're saying... Joe Chill's dead. So we're saying, we're saying, Batman, you're saying anywhere between 40 to 45. 40 to 45, yes. Okay. 40 to 45. Uh, all right, so Barbara Gordon. How old is how old is Barbara Gordon in, in in this issue? How old would you say she is if you had to put a number on it? Twenty-five to thirty. Twenty-five, 20, to, 30. 25 to thirty for the maturity okay. of her and after the killing joke or her time period as the Oracle and she's healed. Twenty-five to thirty. Okay. I'm say like twenty-eight. She seems like she's twenty-eight, twenty-nine. Okay, yeah, like more or less in her physical prime, right? Yeah, because you right, even seen right. her working out. You even seen her doing some training, like right. on the treadmill and everything. Okay, so at her physical peak right now, so you're saying twenty five to thirty, probably around twenty seven, twenty eight years old. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay, and Jason Todd, how old would you say Jason Todd is at this moment in time? Twenty to twenty five. I agree. With uh, I agree. With uh, yeah, I'm. I'm honestly. I. I wouldn't even say. I would say like 24, 23, mm-hmm. 22, somewhere, okay. somewhere around the lines like that. I mean, he stunted. His growth was stunted because he died at whatever age he died. So right. And that Lazarus Pit resurrected him. He came back still as a twenty-something year old. So, and I, I didn't mean to get. I didn't mean to get sidetracked from the review, but like. Uh, that was kind of something that stuck out to me a little bit because it was always established that he came along kind of after Dick Grayson kind of grew in the Nightwing and Batgirl, all of the things happened with her kind of prior to him getting into the picture. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> no, no, you're good, man. You're good, man. You know, comic books. It's one of those things where it's like, yo, Spider-Man should be 40-something years old. You know what I'm saying? He's 40-something years old. And Marvel Comics states that they, their Marvel Universe started in 1990-something, not 1960-something. But, yeah, man, that's comic books, man. The timelines are always freaking <laughs> always off, man. But um, uh, back to the review, dude. I, one of yeah. the things I mentioned was uh, uh, Bruce Wayne. I like the human, humanizing Bruce Wayne in this, in this storyline. I really like the fact that, you know what I'm saying, with him uh, comforting Joe Chill in his last days and having that forgiveness and having that even just a little bit of a warmth. Like one of the joke, one of the thugs was in the ambulance, the one that Jason Todd was wanting to kill. And uh, he, he administered the, the little anti-serum to me. It's like this will, you know, calm you down. And, and 
the guy was like, you know, ha ha and he he and he said, thank you. And then he said, I'm sorry this happened to you. Like sympathy. He really showed some like empathy for the victims. And I think it really showed a maturity to like, this is the Bruce Wayne that I don't think is quite the sociopath, the psych, you know, the psycho. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? This one yep. seems like he's like he's healed, he's complete, and he's he's a little bit more grounded in the sense that I like that they humanized them in this storyline. This is the kind of storyline where I feel like Batman is kind of more is more of a hero than the other aspects of it, where he's just being selfish or he's just doing mental therapy by beating up thugs in the middle of the night. Like this is one That's of those stories where I feel like he is embodying that 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 statement of being a hero, especially with the ending, especially of protecting the the Joker's wife and kid and not telling mm-hmm. a soul about it and making sure that they're okay and driving away. That's the kind of shit I like. I don't need fucking, you know, explosions and, and, and death and, and, and being, you know, beaten half to death for Batman and to come out the odds and win. Like, I don't need all that shit, man. I, I like that subtlety. I like that, that, right. that groundism to him. I like that he, that's the kind of shit that would make me, that makes me a Batman fan. I don't like yeah, this over the top bullshit that be doing sometimes um with him. So I like the humanization, the humanizing of Batman and Bruce Wayne. And uh oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, man. Yeah, yeah, because oh, that was like, go ahead, bro. No, no, just one of the other things that I kind of enjoyed about this though, and looking back on it, this is one of the this is one of the more gadget-less kind of stories that I've seen. Even in one of the even in one of the parts of issue number three, the bell gets taken away from him. He loses the utility belt. The only gadget that he ever actually used throughout this story is the grappling hook. You didn't mm. even see how many panels throughout three issues of this did you see him throw a punch or a roundhouse kick at somebody? Oh shit. Yeah, you're right about that. You're you got a point with the utility belt and then yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, you ain't lying, dude. I mean, hell, even a battering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shit, I think Barbara threw one or two batterings, and that was it. Like, besides his belt to call in the Batmobile, that one time. I like the tech. The tech was low. The over-the-top, like, gadgets and how always having an answer, always having some kind of, you know, trick up his sleeve. That I like that. That it was really just knowledge, mind power, and, and, and thinking, man. Uh, you're like, I'm telling you, I really kind of, because I got, you went and bought the, uh, all three issues in print, right? Yeah, I bought all three in print, yeah. Because I have issue number one in print, and I I bought the last two digital um, mm-hmm. yesterday. Uh, okay. At some point, I do want to kind of go back. At some point, I'll probably buy all three issues physical just have all three again because my issue number one you know that kind of got beat up a little bit but (laughs) overall overall like in terms and 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 jeff johns man like i really like this as and i mean we talked about this before i like this as a solid follow-up to doomsday clock in terms of the artwork the way that they go about telling the story. Everything that they did with this is kind of what I wanted for Doomsday Clock, but for obvious reasons, we couldn't get that. Um, yeah, yeah. 
I almost feel yeah. like if DC mm-hmm. would have, sidebar, if DC would have just yeah. had him have more control and he didn't have that pressure, it's almost as like if he would have just dropped the shit. I think that it just didn't tell a soul <laughs> the entire time he was making it and then just dropped it without any inter- outside influence. Uh, yeah, but it, things happen for a reason, I guess. <laughs> so yeah. I do want to ask you this, though, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that the three jokers having actually only been on page for one issue i mean do you think there was more that could have been done with that are you saying could more have been done with the three jokers if um uh out of for more than three issues no, no, no. What I'm saying is, like, issue number one is the only one where you actually got to see all three different, the the criminal, the clown, oh. the comedian. Mm-hmm. Do you think that there was more that maybe could have been done and that they could have played off of each other a little bit more? Because you only got that for the first issue. That is true. That is true. You know, I think having too much of one thing, I think it's one of those cases where having too much of, yeah, I, I think I think they spared it. I know for a storyline, it's weird. Stating that it's the three Jokers, the three Jokers hardly are together in any of these series, any of the issues, except for one. But I think it's too much having a good thing, man. I don't, I think it might have gotten too much into, uh, um, you know what I'm saying? Some of the maybe some territory had been maybe too over the top, or just like these guys. I mean, they honestly, the Joker doesn't really work with anyone, really. You know what I'm saying? Like the Joker, the criminal was at least mm-hmm. smart enough to know like we all can get shit done if we put our minds together, but we need to do our parts separately because my way of doing shit is different from your way of doing shit. And the Joker does mm-hmm. not have equals in partnership. He doesn't. Yeah. Every every version pretty much handles <laughs> handles things their own way. So to have mm-hmm. two of them accomplish one task at the same time would have been utter chaos. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They'd be, okay. These motherfuckers probably be laughing at each other after shooting somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like it would have been it would have been a hot mess. I think for the two of them to pair up that. and do handle one task. You know, I, uh, I'm okay. just thinking of it through a, a storyline point of view. You know what I mean? No, that's a, that's a good point because I wouldn't, I didn't, I didn't think of it that way. I, you know, because initially when we got the teaser back around Rebirth and it was known that there were three different Jokers, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure everybody's first kind of thought, or at least my thought was, okay, this is cool, but what what's it gonna be like when all three of them get together? It would have been. <laughs> It would have been nice or it would have been kind of cool to see like how they got to the point where all of them were on the same page, like yeah. what it took for them to be able to agree to moving towards that same goal. But even then, it was kind of explained later on that um, I believe the last Joker standing, if I'm not mistaken, was the comedian. Yeah, I believe it was the comedian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... I think he kind of was smart enough to know that the plan that the criminal actually had was never actually going to work. Right, right. So, you know, it would have just been nice to kind of have seen some of the behind the scenes things that went into the three of them forming that partnership. Even if the comedian knew that it wasn't going to work out, 
it just would have been nice to have known how they got to the point to actually agree on carrying out that plan, try to create a new Joker. No, I, I, I can see what your point, man. It would have been nice to see more interaction between the three mm-hmm. of them. Maybe not going out in the field and trying to get something accomplished, but formulating some plans or, you know what I'm saying, or what would cause the three of them to actually link up, knowing that, right. you know, I created this one, I created this one, and all right, enough is enough. We, we should team up for this one one opportunity to really get at him. So I, I can see what your point, man, especially with, with the title being three Jokers and the hype and right. the the, the the how many years people are waiting for this and then only get one issue of them actually interacting with each other can can be seen as, as a little bit of a con and disappointing for some people. That, that's so that's I a have, And I, I do have another question for you. Um, I, so with that being said, do you think that there was enough effort put in to make each Joker in this three issue series different enough from one another? Like, there was a comment at the end of it where the comedian is talking about how the criminal is actually an old man. So, you know, did they do enough to make you feel like these are actually three different characters? You know, I think the criminal started out because he was old school. He was just literally just kind of like that that mafioso gangster type, you know what I'm saying? He he seemed old mm-hmm. school enough with like the Tommy gun, you know what I'm saying? The, his posing and he he was just yeah. straight for the kill. No fucking game. Damn, that's, like, that's a fact. That's a yeah. fact. I forgot about <laughs> I, I didn't even I didn't even pick up on the Tommy gun. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. He 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 wouldn't yeah, and the fact that he doesn't actually like to laugh because he said it hurts when he laughs. You know what I'm saying? So I think the criminal was, was distinctive enough. The clown and the comedian is, is a little bit more tougher because they both are very uh, over the top. You know what I'm saying? They both are very mm-hmm. jokes. I would have to say, man, um, I think the comedian and, and the clown could have used a little bit more of a difference. I think they're almost a little bit too interchangeable. <laughs> right. I think besides the clown using the, the fishbowl and the over-the-top, you know, I feel like the comedian would have almost done the same thing, just not right. to that level. You know what I mean? So Especially especially considering that, you know, the, the clown only made it one issue. <laughs> yeah, man, one issue with the clown. He got the shark. You know, saying he he had his one moment to shine, and that and then that was it. And um, yeah, yeah, I think the clown and the comedian could have used a little bit more time, a little bit more differences between the two of them. I think the the criminal was well done, and he was spooky. I like the criminal; um, he was a little bit scary. And I think the comedian and the clown could have had a little bit more variances between the two of the between the two of them. I think they're almost interchangeable i don't think the interaction between him oh well, maybe i think i think the i think the comedian has more intelligence i'll say the comedian has more intelligence it's more supple weird so yeah, i feel like yeah that's a good word to use. yeah yeah I, I feel like he's more self-aware i feel like if if the clown was captured in the end he would just been hoo-hooed and ha-ha'd it up but I don't think it would have had that. 
I don't think he would have had such a speech towards Batman near the end. I don't think the comedian, uh, the clown, thinks that far ahead like that per se. So. See, I, I love that breakdown, man. I really do. I like the way that you broke that down because even with the with the criminal, for example, um, with the criminal, he was even with the actions, with the way he went about doing things. You know what I'm saying? With the Tommy gun. The dynamite wrapped around his, <laughs> uh, the dynamite wrapped around his chest, having right. a hostage tied up, like mm-hmm. all all of that kind of stuff screams classical villain, pretty much. None yep. of none of that seemed while it was predictable, and none of it seemed out of character for the way that he was presented, like. I think he he mentioned that it hurt to laugh. I want to say two times throughout the three issues. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. Like now that I think about that, that's that's a damn good point. All the way up to him wearing the hat and all of that, even to him explaining what it was that he was doing before he did it. All of that screams golden age comic book villain. Jeff Johns on his <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> You gotta dig in all a of that. Bit, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. You know? Like all of all of that kind of thing, where you explain what it is that you're trying to do before you do it, and then you think that it's gonna work right before it doesn't. Like, oh man, even even up to him getting killed by the comedian, you, you know, and it's almost like the comedian did that as a joke to kind of prove that this guy right here never kind of adjusted to the times. He still thought it was all about good and evil when it was really just about me. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Talk that talk, man. Like, Damn. You know what I'm saying? I, I, you're right. I didn't think about that in there the end. Right. You're right. I didn't catch like, on that shit. Yeah, bro. The criminal really thought it was all about good versus evil. I'm going to create a better version of the thing that drives you as a hero when, in reality, the comedian thought that was a joke. He literally laughed at that concept and kind of went along with it because he knew he was going to get a laugh out of it. Wow. Damn, dog. <laughs> like that's that's that like this that's some good storytelling. Like, that's crazy, bro. It, yeah. it is. Like, Are you there? Yeah, like that maybe yeah, I'm here, bro. You hear me? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. It was a little bit of delay, yeah. I think. Yeah, like that kind of thing right there. Like, yeah, man. Jeff Johns, man. Whew. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> writing chops right there, my man. Writing chops. He was on. You see, I can see how you could just look at it if you read it and you're like, eh, like, you, it's like it's layered, dude. Like you gotta really, you gotta think about it and dig into it a little bit. You know what I'm saying? To really, you know, kind of appreciate like the subtleties. It's so very subtle. This storyline is very subtle. You really have to go back and look at it two, three, four times, or talk about it to really decipher what was actually being told in the story you know so mm-hmm. yeah man that 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 was i good pick up on that man good pick up on i i, I did not see when i first mentioned it i wasn't even putting it together in a sense near the end how even he was being a joke good versus evil and going on the the evil villain monologue 
And that's what made me think he was the OG. That made me think that, okay, this is the original. This is this is the real first Joker. You know what I mean? Like, that mm-hmm. put, you know, especially when I mentioned his age, that made me believe that he was the OG. But I think Jeff Johns has such a love for Alan Moore that, of course, he put his, his, his boy's version as the one above them all. But... You know, he has yeah, he has the right to do that, of course. He's got the power to do that. Um I, I think one one last thing uh for me with the three jokers before I get my final review or whatever is we'll talk a little bit about uh Jason Todd, a little bit about Sweetie Todd here. Um <laughs> <laughs> I like that he tried to heal band. I like that he was willing to kind of be aware that I should not continue down this path and I need to get better. It's just the fact that you put it into a woman in a love interest that mm-hmm. makes it stupid. You know what I'm saying? That makes it like you have the right intentions, but you're going about it the wrong way. And I think that's <laughs> the main problem with this guy since he got revived. You know what I mean? Um, so... I like that about him. It just, dude, put the note underneath the freaking the doorway. What do you? No one does. Who tapes shit on a door anymore? Like you slide the note underneath. Like the Joker said, this guy is not smart. He he couldn't do it. He can. All you had to do was follow the damn train. Yeah, all exactly. All you had to do was follow the damn train, CJ. Um. Right, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you know, I think let's, let's let's be real. He got rejected, and knowing the emotional state of that character, even though he said he'll never bring it up again, this motherfucker would bring it up again. He would be in his feelings next time he's going to see Barbara. <laughs> He's gonna be in his feelings. He's gonna be upset. He'd be, I'm gonna kill more people. I'm gonna kill whoever I want to kill. Uh, and Dad almost had to bring out the belt on the third issue. I like that. You oh, know, man. Bruce was like, yo. <laughs> Bruce was like, that's all enough. right, that's enough. Bruce's dad almost had to take off the belt and, and, and put him in his place. And that right. third issue. But because because he boy, he was he was getting a little too comfortable. Getting a little bit too comfortable with the way he was acting and the, especially being around Bruce and Barbara. Um so I mean that's all I gotta say about Jason. I like that he would try to heal. I like that he was a broken man. He kind of he's a little bit more self-aware that I am broken. But trying to heal it through love, and I'll, I'll I'll give up everything for you, Barbara. It's just no one wants that pressure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And who would want that pressure? And to have my whole being put into you as my last hope for humanity. Um, yeah, that's that's that young angst uh, type shit that we're talking about here with him. And uh, well, I mean this this won't revolve. This won't. He's still going to have the solo series. He's still going to be this badass type. But I like that Jeff Johns was willing to just be like, yo, I'm going I'm to write, write him the way he should be written and yeah. just ignore all that other bullshit. Um, yep. So, yeah, good luck. Good luck to Jason Todd, man, in the future with his healing because that, <sighs> that shit with Barbara is not, not going to happen. <laughs> It's not gonna happen, yeah. man. And 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 and, and Dick already kind of claimed your brother, your older brother already kind of claimed claimed that shit a little bit. You know what right. I mean? So when Nightwing gets back in town, and he find out you trying to put, <laughs> never mind. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with 
Like going back to the note on the door, man. Like, like dog would have been better off standing outside of her window with the boombox playing, man. Right. If you gonna put, <laughs> if you gonna put the, if you really gonna put the note up on the door, shit, you might as well pull out the boombox, man. Right. Stand outside right. the window. If we, if we, if we doing them kind of moves, man. Like with the R. You know. Kelly, Gotham City. Uh, <laughs> uh, these are these are facts. These is all right. facts, man. Yeah, Go man. <laughs> but going uh, on, what what was your final? I guess at a one through ten final score, and I guess the impact overall that this three Joker storm will have in uh, in comics. I mean, I don't wanna, I don't wanna get caught up in 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 like the the regency bias or get caught up in the moment or anything like that. Cause I mean, we all pay attention to comic books, but how often do we actually get to read them? You know what I mean? Right. Um, but what I will say is that for a modern comic book series, I, I got what I wanted to get out of it. And I'm glad that they gave me just enough of a scale of one to 10. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna give it probably. I I'd be willing to give it. I'm gonna say eight eight and a half, eight eight point five out of ten. Um, and that's not and the only reason I don't want to do ten out of ten is like I was saying. I'm not gonna say that it was perfect because there were things that you know could have been fleshed out a little bit more. But for a three issue yeah. limited run, they got it right more than they got it wrong. And this is something that makes me want to get back into reading comic books. So yeah, I, I say eight, 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 eight and a half out of ten. Eight and a half. Okay, that's a good man. That's good man. Um, with me personally, uh, just being a little bit more into it and seeing all the trash that's out currently, and to have something produced to this level, um, by a major publisher with attention to detail and care. And to give you a reason to go to the comic shop and buy a comic, I'm gonna give this bad boy nine out of ten. I think it's worth. I think it's worth the price of admission. I think people are sleeping on it now because it's not so earth-shattering consequences for Gotham. I think in time it's gonna actually. I think it's gonna grow. I think it's gonna be one of those storylines where like, man, I, what's a good Batman storyline in the last four or five years? You're gonna put Jeff Johns three Jokers up there, man. And I, I definitely with DC supposedly slowing down uh in the future with their titles and who knows what kind of story changes that they're gonna make going into new directions in the future. I think this one's gonna age like wine, man. I think this one's gonna age like wine. I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten. And I think Jeff Johns is just on his bully. I think he's just I think whatever flack he got for Doomsday Clock, I think he definitely made up for it with these three issues in the story arc. So, uh, and, you know, I just, you know, in in the comment section, if if any of y'all checked out uh, Batman Three Jokers, anything that we might have missed, anything you disagree on, something else that kind of sticks out to you, go ahead and put that in the comment section. Man. You know what I'm saying we on to the back. For sure. Peace. Hey.